It contains foul language and freak depictions of sex and sexuality. Thanks for tuning in to The Broads and the Bees. Enjoy the show. and welcome to the broads and the bees i am not morgan spatola (laughs) and i do not that is not joyce ass you here laughing with me uh welcome everyone to a very special episode of the broads and the bees for the scavengers scramble on the scavengers network uh my name is elizabeth and who are you friend uh, my name is daniel spencer yes and we're going to be your illustrious co-hosts this week Big surprise, I know. <laughs> uh, Dan, do you want to tell them about the Scavengers Scramble? Sure. So uh, for Scavengers Anniversary Week, the Scavengers Scramble is where uh, hosts from different shows across the network get scrambled up like the delicious, brilliant eggs that we are. <laughs> uh, We're all great with cheese. Go and That's right. Uh, but we... Go and host other shows on the network. Everyone gets kind of an opportunity to uh, do something that they don't normally do, and they get to kind of get their personalities out there, uh, possibly to people who haven't heard their shows yet. So it's a it's a big, fun family thing that we do here at the Scavengers Network. Yeah. Um, what do you want to tell them? Your shows on the network. Sure. So I am part of Apotolesma, an actual play uh, podcast that is right now playing through the uh, GMless RPG Occult. Uh, and I am also the one of the editors for Wet Hot American Moon Juice. Excellent. Uh, and folks may know me from FMK All Day, where we play no holds barred fuck Mary Kill. It gets weird uh, if, you, if you haven't listened to it. Um, let's just say if, if you're enjoying the broads and the bees, you'll probably enjoy FMK all day. Yeah. <laughs> FMK all day is one of my absolute favorite shows on the That's network so- because it's just, it's quick, it's fun and it's dirty. It's very uh, dirty. <laughs> and it's great. And I know I have been responsible for some of the weirder episodes y'all have had. You have been. Yes. Dan and is a collaborator at this point. We should just start crediting you. <laughs> <laughs> we should just start crediting uh, you uh but why don't we let's introduce ourselves and explain why we're even qualified to host this podcast even if it's just for a week uh yeah. just so i guess folks at home know a little something about us um uh yeah my name's elizabeth and uh i am i guess we have to do this is a sex podcast so we have to guess we have to do all the fun uh, like sexuality labels don't we um yep. i'm queer i am a queer woman who is demisexual which falls under the asexuality umbrella um the tldr for that is basically i don't develop sexual attraction to people unless i already have an emotional attraction to them uh i am also uh polyamorous which and practice ethical non-monogamy which may come up later so i mention it now uh and as we get into the topic i think everyone will uh 
<laughs> understand that I am a uh, reasonably kinky individual. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <Yeah. laughs> uh, uh, so I am Daniel. Um, I am non-binary, uh, gender fluid, but mostly in, in the non-binary space. Um, I am pansexual, uh, and also ethically non-monogamous. What, what? And also very kinky. <laughs> yeah. That's why they put us here. They were like... It is exactly that. I do appreciate <laughs> that James, uh, who was in charge of this scramble, was like, I'm not saying you two are the easiest ones to place, but you two might have been the easiest <laughs> ones to place. Because um, we're both, yep. I think... I think we have reputations at this point. That's fine. We do. I think one of the <laughs> one of the reasons that maybe it made sense to put us here is because not only do we have reputations, but we have those reputations because we have, I think, a very easy time talking about this sort of thing with people. We're we're open about these things. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's uh, that's a great thing to be uh, is very open and frank about uh, sexuality and the things that you're comfortable with. Uh, and very importantly, the things that you're not comfortable with. Uh, and that's one of the things that I love about this show anyway, that Morgan and Joy do such a good job of. 100% totally agree. Uh, sex and sexuality are awesome and great and also highly stigmatized. And I'm in favor of anything that's going to help uh, remove that stigma and make it easier for folks to talk about it. Big scene. Yeah. Uh, so let's 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 talk about it, huh? <laughs> Yeah, let's dive let's in. Let's talk about it. This episode is going to be about impact play, uh, which in short means um, <laughs> people who like to be hit or people who like hitting people <laughs> like let's yeah. just call it what it is uh which i i think in the bdsm episode that morgan and joy did last episode or last season they probably uh touched on it a little bit but we're gonna do a little bit more of a comprehensive look at it uh give a little bit more yeah detail. a little bit of a, a deeper dive into impact stuff yeah because bdsm is a really huge umbrella and uh impact play is also, frankly, a pretty huge umbrella, but falls under that uh, BDSM one. So, uh, so yeah, for those maybe not in the know, uh, impact play is basically just the practice of um, hitting or hitting, uh, being hit or hitting your partner, uh, sometimes with a hand, sometimes with an implement like a flogger or a paddle or uh, a switch or a kitchen spoon, whatever your perverted little mind can dream up. <laughs> um, but uh, I think a question that a lot of folks have to start with is things like, why, why does someone enjoy this, right? Um, a lot of folks are very pain averse. Um, it doesn't seem on its face like this is something that would be enjoyable to people, but it is a lot uh, something that a lot of folks enjoy. I actually saw a statistic while I was kind of doing some reading for this. Uh, about 50% of people these days say that they are into spanking specifically. Uh, mm -hmm. And when you start adding in uh, implements like floggers or uh, paddles, uh, that number drops to about 30%, which is still, frankly, a pretty large number. That's a third of people. Like, if you're sitting in a room with 
three other people statistically at least one of you is going to be into it so you know this is a this is a thing that's enjoyed by a, a pretty wide variety of people uh, there can be a few different reasons one is that when okay when we're ha- when you're like aroused and having sex there is a chemical reaction happening in your body with the arousal, right? You're getting like the dopamine and all the feel-good hormones inside of you. Uh, as it turns out, <laughs> pain also triggers a lot of these same things. You get the adrenaline rush, you get the endorphins. Um, anyone who has had a tattoo knows that you're basically on an endorphin high for like four hours after you get that tattoo. Uh, so the combination of having arousal and also inflicting uh, pain on someone can really kind of double dip in terms of those those feel good things, uh, <laughs> which is what a lot of people enjoy. And I know, um, and Daniel, you can uh, chime in with experience about this for you. But I know that uh, like for me personally and for most of the folks I talk about, if they are in a state of arousal, um, a, you know, a spanking or something else will feel very different than if you just like went up to and did, a, did it to them, like in the middle of the, <laughs> in the middle, you know, like outside of a scene, yeah. basically, uh, it feels very different. It's a very different, uh, experience because like your body chemistry is just physically different in that moment. Yeah. It's definitely a, a very different sensation. Uh, and, uh, if, if you're not expecting it and you're not, <laughs> prepared for it yeah exactly uh, then it's i think physically and mentally very very different Mm -hmm. and quite jarring and not in a fun way. yeah not in a fun way so don't just go around hitting people like ask negotiate this ahead of time um i know joy and morgan spent a lot of time talking about negotiations in their bdsm episode so uh, suffice it to say apply those here as well um, yes. Some other things that people really enjoy about any sort of impact play. Uh, for one, it's a little bit taboo, right? Uh, it's a little mm-hmm. bit taboo, but anything that's taboo is also usually hot. So, you know, there's some allure there. And there's almost always a really overt power dynamic involved in any sort of impact play. Uh, there's always a person who is uh, doing the impact and the person receiving it. Um, I know something that you and I actually talked about while we were preparing for this, Dan, is that you and I are both switches, but I almost exclusively bottom for impact and you almost exclusively top, which I think is really interesting. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I do think that's really interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a switch in a lot of things, but, uh, I, I don't particularly enjoy, uh, bottoming impact play yeah. and, uh, so I, I do particularly enjoy topping it, uh, which I, I often uh, feel weird about saying, <laughs> uh, right? Like, I feel like it it feels weird to say I enjoy hitting people. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think, from my perspective at least, it's when I know that the person I'm hitting is getting the gratification out of it, the enjoyment of it, that's what I enjoy is giving them that level of, of pleasure rather than, you know, I enjoy the violence. Right. Uh, yeah. And this is where like that power dynamic comes into play. A lot of folks who do enjoy bottoming for this sort of uh, like kink and uh, dynamic, it is totally about, um, 
maybe a surrender to their partner kind of, uh, I know for me, I really enjoy it because I get to be like, I don't have to think, I don't have to do anything. Like you're totally in charge and I'm just going to hang out here and let you do what you want because I trust you. And that's a really um, gratifying experience for me. Uh, there are also folks who do like using it as a sort of punishment uh, in a dynamic, which can also be really fun and enjoyable. Uh, that tips into that taboo aspect a little bit. Think about uh, corporal punishment and how that is becoming increasingly taboo for folks these days. Um, as it probably should. <laughs> but when you're using that in a consenting dynamic between two adults, uh, it suddenly becomes uh, much more interesting and much more fun, shall we say. Uh, yes. <laughs> but, you know, I and, and Daniel, you mentioned that like you enjoy uh, kind of giving the, the pleasure and the sensation. There are tops out there who are more masochistic tops and they do enjoy afflicting pain and that's also like an okay way to be <laughs> mm -hmm. again like it's it's the taboo it's the power dynamic some people really get off on the uh sensation of having someone kind of at their whim uh and knowing that they can uh give them pleasure or pain uh and you know, that's totally a an okay play, space to play in as long as everyone is on board and consenting. So yes. there's a lot of different reasons folks may uh, choose to do some sort of impact play. Uh, but, um, you know, ultimately, it just comes down to that it's it's usually a fun power trip. Uh, and it feels feels good ultimately uh even the yeah. folks i know who use spanking as a punishment are ultimately still like eh, but i'm enjoying it <laughs> yeah i'm being punished but like like let's be real i'm that was fun a hundred percent uh the the subs that i've done uh that, that i've had that uh, that i've done impact play scenes with who we've used that as you know it's been a punishment um one of one of my favorite like impact play scenes that I like to do uh, because I am a huge nerd. <laughs> um, I love to make a, like m let the, the bottom pick a topic uh, and then ask trivia questions. Uh, <laughs> and I will roll oh, God. Uh, like, I'll bring out different uh, implements and uh, generally, I like to have like five implements in my hand uh, and roll a D6 to determine which of those six things will be the implement used. And then roll a D20 to determine how many hits they will get if they get the question wrong. Uh, and then if they get it right, then it's generally like that number of seconds of something, you know, pleasurable. Sure. Um and so, like, I I love that dynamic because I love trivia and I love dice and I love being a huge nerd. <laughs> um, but I uh, I also know, like, I've I've had bottoms before who have admitted that they got questions wrong just because they wanted to. They just wanted to get hit. Yep. <laughs> they wanted to get some of that uh -huh. good spanking. No, I'm I uh, I am very frequently a bratty sub. So, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, who'd have thunk me a brat? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am, I am frequently a bratty sub, which for those kind of not, uh, indoctrinated is, um, a, a submissive who, uh, 
who <laughs> intentionally misbehaves um, yep. for their own nefarious purposes. Um, yes. Like, because being, being good is overrated. Uh, so, yes, you know, sometimes you do you do brat because you're like, I do. I wish you would hit me, though. <laughs> yeah. I wish yeah. you would. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, that's kind of some of the reasons folks enjoy it. There's there's so much more out there. As I was like reading up on this, there was stuff about like spanking therapy which doesn't seem fully vetted but i do know there are folks who like um doing spanking scenes and that kind of stuff because it gives them like emotional catharsis as well there's a whole slew of reasons people might decide to engage in this but those are kind of the the main ones shall we say um and uh the i think the biggest thing that's most important with any sort of impact play as with most uh bdsm really is safety (laughs) Yes. Safety is very important, especially when you are physically hitting a person. Yes, uh, definitely. And I know you have some thoughts on safety for us, Daniel. I do. Yay. <laughs> so uh, safety, as you said, is extremely important. And uh, as with any, I mean, any BDSM scene or any sexual encounter, uh, the important things are, you know, have it be safe, sane, and consensual. Uh, and in regards to consent, I like the Fry's method of consent, mm. which is uh, freely given, reversible, informed, enthusiastic, and specific. Oh, I like that. I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's it's great. So uh, obviously consent uh, is hugely important. And I, I like those like five aspects of it especially for a a kink scene for it to be uh informed and specific i think are two of the very important things for kink play um particularly impact play Mm -hmm. so uh to say you know this is uh, i i I won't get into the whole negotiation stuff because as you said morgan and joy had a, a great conversation on that um but to make sure that everyone involved knows what they're doing and what they're getting into. Um, it's very important, especially as a someone who's looking into bottoming impact play, to know and trust the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whoever is going to be hitting you, it's very important. I had a, a friend who went to go play with someone and set out some rules that were then not followed and it was a it was a bad time. Yeah. Um so it's just it's knowing and trusting your partner is extremely important. Not just for, you know, knowing what you're getting into, but one of the things that I've I've known several uh bottoms in in impact play scenes who get into a a deep subspace uh and sometimes they become Mm nonverbal. and if you know each other well enough then with that knowledge and with that trust you should be able to have the good communication for when things get too much uh in in a scene yeah i think that's a really good point um i can't remember if morgan and joy talked about subspace but um if they didn't, quick refresher, subspace is this thing that some uh, people who are bottoming experience where 
uh, a lot of people just describe it as like a floaty feeling um, or like you are sort of to me it almost feels like I'm leaving my body that sounds really dramatic but like it is kind of like a dissociation from what's happening around you um, but yeah there are people who can get really nonverbal, which makes it hard to safe word or to uh, check in I know that's happened to me I get nonverbal sometimes uh, if I get super subspacey so uh, yeah I think it's definitely I personally don't do impact with like implements or heavy impact scenes with people I don't already know really well um, just for safety. Cause yeah, I want, I want the person I'm playing with to be like, Oh, she's, she's having a moment. Like I need to check in in a, in a way that like she's going to be able to respond to because she clearly can't articulate herself right now. And also if you're playing with something like a blindfold or a gag or something that would otherwise, or uh, any sort of uh, bondage, having another way to signal if their hands aren't free or their mouth isn't. Uh, I know like uh, one that's really popular in a lot of dungeons is giving them like a tennis ball to hold and then they can drop it if they need to say word if they're gagged. Um, there's, there's other ways to indicate that you need to, to pause a scene. Uh, but make sure if you're doing anything really heavy or if you are with someone who does get very subspacey or nonverbal uh, that you have sort of additional means to uh, articulate that and check in. Yes. Uh, and that was that was pretty much exactly where oh, I was I'm going. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I was... steal your thunder? No, no, no. It's fine. It's perfect. <laughs> sorry. I'm uh, like the nonverbal like, sub over here. So I'm like, <laughs> please, please check in with us. <laughs> uh, so... For, for those who are interested in topping uh, impact play, one of the most important things is checking in. It might feel like you're kind of breaking the scene a little bit, but it, especially if you're just getting started, it's a very important thing to do. Uh, just check in. I personally like using the stoplight method. I love the stoplight um, method. Of, you know, green means good, yellow means we might be encroaching into some not great territory and red means absolutely stop. Nope. This is a, a no go. Um, so with my primary partner, uh, we do a good amount of, uh, impact play and rope play and stuff. And, uh, I, I frequently check in. I'll just say, what's your light? And, mm -hmm. uh, she'll, she'll give me where she is. So, uh, it, it's an important thing to have that discussion first to talk about scene control. Um, so as much as the dom sub dynamic is, you know, the the dom is dominant, uh, the subs really have the the control over the scene, yeah. right? Uh, and as long as the communication is there before you begin, of you know, if if you're doing a safe word, if you're losing using the stoplight method, and then any nonverbal cues as well. Uh, especially, as you said, with you know a, a gag or if your hands are tied or something, having something clearly stated to say if you are needing to stop, having several different methods available to apply those breaks is a, a very important thing. Mm -hmm. Also with communication, something to talk about is the, the type of pain that they want. Uh, so there's a few different types of impact play toys and... Basically, I didn't have a good phrase for this written down because I'm not smart. Uh, <laughs> That's not true. There are a couple of different <laughs> ways that the pain can come across yeah. uh, in an impact play scene. So there's uh, 
stings and there's thuds, I think are the kind of the two primary buckets that they fall yeah, into. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, is it like a quick, like quick little sharp pain or is it a big, deep, booming pain? Mm-hmm. So like you can get a good quick pain with um, like a flogger that has kind of thinner uh, strands to them. Or uh, you can get kind of the the duller thud pain with a larger paddle. I have uh, a flight board for like beer flights uh, <laughs> that I have uh, reappropriated into a spanking paddle. That's perfect. Uh, and that generates some good thudding pain. Uh, but knowing what your what the bottom wants like what kind of pain they like what kind of pain is their absolute no-go that sort of thing is a very important discussion to have as well and uh especially if you're just getting started try things out but always start small Mm -hmm. and build up from there as you get more acquainted with it as you get more comfortable with it yeah absolutely yeah please please for the love of god do like warm up Warm-up hits are yes. essential. Like start light, like maybe start with your hand, then move on to a heavier implement, then move on to a heavier one after that. Like you can't come in like with a cane and just <laughs> and then just right. go back wild. Do you know what I'm saying? Oof. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta... Canes canes are something canes else. Canes sure are something else. Those are not Oof. beginner toys. Yeah, for, for no. those of you out there who are maybe now thinking about like what's the first thing you want to try, don't start with a cane. There's... There's no. a ton of great, easier stuff out there, um, and we can talk about that in a minute, but yeah, don't, yes. don't start with a cane. <laughs> no. Uh, canes are a quick way for... Um, canes are, are a quick way to, to bring about some strong pain and leave some marks, which is actually the next thing that I want to talk about real yeah. quick, is talk with your sub about if they want marks or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so... I've I've had one uh, sub in particular who really likes uh, rope marks from rope play, but doesn't want a lot of marks from impact play. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've had one sub who really likes to see the results of a good impact scene, uh, and I've got a couple of uh, a couple of crops that I have specifically for that because they leave some fantastic. Uh, <laughs> bruises and uh just marks i guess is is a good way to put mm-hmm. it so um but yeah know what you what your expectations are for marks whether you if you're bottoming what you you know what you might want and if you're topping then what your sub will want and help that inform the intensity with which you deliver the strikes. Yeah, and it's also worth mentioning that if you're a person who knows you bruise easily, communicate that. Because, uh, mm-hmm. like, not some some folks just bruise super easily, and that's okay, but you just want to, like, let your top know, like, hey, I really can't have any bruises, uh, but um, I bruise pretty easily, so just be mindful. Or sometimes it's just a matter of, like, bruises on bruises on my, on my, on my, on my butt are okay, but, like, uh, not on my legs or my arms because I got to go to work tomorrow and I don't want to have to like cover them up or deal with that. So just like negotiating wear and um, mm-hmm. the the risk factors in, in terms of bruising is important. Yes. And in terms of, of drawing blood. So some of these, some, some of the impact play items can 
draw blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, specific whips or floggers can do that. Canes are very, very efficient if you are looking <laughs> to uh, open up some skin. Yeah. Canes will do that. Uh, and that also leads into my kind of the last thing in the safety that I want to talk about is location. Uh, so there's a lot of different places, uh, on the body, obviously, where you can do impact play. Uh, and there's actually a really great graphic from, um, deviantsanddesire.com that just kind of has color zones, I Mm -hmm. guess, uh, of, you know, places that are good to hit forearms, uh, the you know, the thighs generally are good. Places that have uh, good kind of deposits of fat and muscle. The butt, obviously, <laughs> Primo. is a pretty good place for spanking. Primo spanking location. <laughs> Absolutely great. Um, the There are some lower risk zones, like uh, the calves, the shoulders, um, hands and the inner thighs. Uh, but then there's higher risk things that are like, there's, there's important nerves and, uh, organs in these areas, uh, that you want to be very careful with. Mm -hmm. It's not an app. It's not necessarily for safety. It's not a no fly zone, but it is. Uh, a place there are places to be careful of and then there are the absolute no fly zones mm-hmm. uh elbows neck ears backs of the knees ankles are like the highest kind of points of they're very sensitive um in terms of like the the nerves and the uh bones and whatnot that are there that can really get messed up with with impact. Yeah. Uh so they're places that just you just need to avoid. Um and the the low and high risk areas are things again when you're negotiating with your top or bottom what you want. It's something that comes up, but definitely it's you something it's a good thing to be aware of. And um I guess I'll talk with Morgan about like seeing if we can get that um get the graphic linked or something yeah the graphic that's the word mm-hmm. yeah getting the graphic like put up on on twitter yeah it's a great graphic i know exactly which one you're talking about um yeah it's yeah knowing knowing where to hit is almost or is just as important as knowing how to hit um yes and yeah i think like if you're going to negotiate an impact scene um definitely talk about uh what kind of pain what kind of implements uh when or where you want to have them hit or be hit um and uh intensity i think those are probably like the three most important things to kind of just make sure everyone's square about before you get started yep cool i would agree yeah uh should we move on to product review yeah let's Let's uh let's move on Okay, so Morgan was good enough to hook us both up with the Sport Sheet Enchanted Heart Paddle. Uh, it is this lovely little paddle. It is, in fact, shaped like a heart. It 
is kind of interesting in that uh, on one side, it's kind of got a like velvet almost covering on it. And then on the other side, it actually has a spot that has some uh, like faux fur essentially on the inside of the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've, it's, it's, it's double side or it's dual sided. It's got one that's like nice and flat. And then another that is uh, a very nice fuzzy furry sensation um so we're gonna do we're gonna follow morgan and joy's review i have not filled this out yet so these are gonna be honest real-time thoughts (laughs) (laughs) from my experience with this paddle uh yeah so uh do you want to go do you want to shall we just go down the list and we can each yeah let's just go down okay first one with design first one is design Uh, oh well should we uh talk about first impressions oh sure let's do that first impressions what was your first impression tell me i want to know uh so i was very intrigued uh by it when i uh so when i saw it when morgan sent us the pictures and everything (laughs) it looked very fun uh and so when it first arrived in the mail it turned out like i when i picked it up it felt a little lighter than i was expecting it's it to. really light it was much yeah. lighter than i was expecting yeah uh so i wasn't sure exactly how uh how that would translate into uh the impact but i know that i really loved the the look of it and the feel of it in my hand uh and i think it, it had my first impression was that it had a lot of potential for uh, some some more sensual fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I think my impression is the same. Uh, when Morgan sent us photos of all of our options, this one stood out just because it's like, oh, that's kind of a an interesting take on a paddle I haven't seen. Like I've got a quite a few paddles and quite a few different, uh, you know, materials, but I I'd, I'd never seen anything quite like this before. I was like, okay, well that that, that seems interesting. Could be fun. But yeah, I, it it is much lighter than I think almost anything else I own. Uh, and I was like, I'm okay. Not sure how I'm going to feel about that. But, uh, it, it like the, the furry part is really nice and soft. Like it feels really nice. So I was like, all right, like we can, we can get into it. Uh, so yeah, that was my first impression. I was maybe a little skeptical, but like Mm -hmm. definitely willing to give it a go, uh, and see, see what was what. Um, so, all right. Design is the first one. What did you think about design? I love the design of this. Uh, so again, the the handle having kind of these bumps uh, makes for a good grip uh, when you're holding it. I love the the velvet on one side and that. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've just been sitting here just kind of petting the furry part. <laughs> it's really, really nice because it's just real soft. It's real nice, it's and real the, nice. I love the aesthetics of it. It looks real nice. Uh, not like it. It's not that it looks real like particularly high quality i guess it doesn't it doesn't have a look of something that's like it doesn't look like it would break the bank Mm -hmm. uh it just looks nice yeah uh so i i gave it an eight out of ten eight out of ten all right awesome uh yeah i agree it's not like i think uh morgan said that this retailed for twenty dollars uh and Mm -hmm. it's about what you expect out of a twenty dollar paddle uh it's not like it's not like artisanally made or anything, but, right. uh, but yeah, but like, I mean, like the material is, is still pretty decent quality. The, 
it, it's nice where it matters uh like we have expounded upon the <laughs> the furry part is just <laughs> so nice uh it is nice to the touch and then the the kind of velvety back is also uh really nice as well um it feels a little flimsy uh but for twenty dollars it's about what i expected so yeah. um i think design like i'm kind of a snob about nice materials so i'm gonna say seven okay yeah all right user friendliness uh i mean it's it's pretty user friendly it's a paddle it's, uh, how hard can it be <laughs> exactly it's it's hard it's to a have a not user-friendly paddle <laughs> It is true. I think this one, I I would probably actually give extra marks just because um, there are definitely impact implements out there that are maybe trickier. They require more skill. Um, this one, yeah. you'd have to just really be trying to hurt someone with. Um, I mean, you could do it, but like you'd have to be like <laughs> consciously trying, I think, because it, it's so yeah. it's so light. You're really not in danger of um breaking anything or like even leaving any terrible markings or whatever um so like in terms of user friendliness i yeah ten, i think i'm giving it a 10 i'm gonna agree yeah. so i think one of the things that i like about it in particular is i think that it's a very good uh in terms of the user friendliness it's really good for beginners yeah. getting into impact play uh because like you said, you'd have to really be trying to hurt someone in a bad way uh, <laughs> yeah. with it. I think it's just, it's very kind of intuitive mm -hmm. with the the different ways to use the, the different parts of it, the furriness and the velvet. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I would agree with that, a 10 out of 10 for user-friendliness. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, accessibility is next, which I think this goes to the kind of the user friendliness and beginner friendliness that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, it's super accessible. If you've never bought an impact and implement before, this is a great place to start. Yeah. I think partially all the, the reason that it gets additional points for me in accessibility is that it doesn't look intimidating. Yeah. Right. It, it's, you look at it and it's good. Like it's, it's a cute, you know, heart-shaped paddle <laughs> and it doesn't look like it's going to like really do some some damage. It's not like you take that out of your toolkit and people are going to go, "Uh-oh." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Uh and I think that makes it very accessible. So I'm I'm going to give it another 10 on that one. On the flip side, it also doesn't look stupid. I see so many like entry entry level cheap BDSM implements that just look stupid and corny i'm like i don't want that that's not hot that's not sexy i'm so sorry but like this yeah. still is like very like sensual looking but it's also like yeah it's not scary looking like no one's gonna be like oh no you're like oh it's just the cute heart paddle whatever like that's great it's great it's a, it's yeah. a fuzzy heart no bigs <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think accessibility is is a 10 also uh nice fun factor fun factor mm. Uh, so I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, because uh, we've got different can... perspectives on this, don't we? We have very different <laughs> perspectives on it. Uh, so I primarily, I mean, I, I played with this. Uh, I've played with it now several times with my uh, primary partner. Uh, and sh I know she very much enjoys it. Mm -hmm. uh, and she is also newer to Impact Play. Um, I enjoyed it. I I didn't have the most fun with it uh, 
like I have with some of my other implements. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think largely because it's more of a beginner paddle and I couldn't really get as much uh, into the the hits as I would normally like. Um, but being able to kind of uh, flip it around and use the the fur on some areas that I had just hit uh, to kind of soothe uh, was very, I know it was beneficial for her mm-hmm. uh, and it was just a fun and good supportive thing. I think I would give it probably a seven out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I agree with you. It, um, I have a lot of other things to be hit with at my disposal at any given time. Uh, and so to me, this is kind of like a fun warm up toy though. Uh, it's yeah. a good way to start. Like if you're if if you're obviously new, uh, it's a great way to start there. But also like if you've been around the block a few times, like if you're just at the beginning of a scene, this is a really fun one to start with. Uh, I really enjoyed the experience of um it of being hit with it and then um having it the fuzzy side turned over and uh like that fuzzy side you can use wherever you want. Um, and yeah. that was really enjoyable for me. The, uh, the actual kind of feeling, uh, it gives when you are hit with it is, is actually a little more stingy than I prefer, uh, just cause it's so light. Um, I prefer things with a little more heft behind them, but that being said, it was, it, um, it's almost similar to the feeling of, um, like an open palm spank. So it kind of lives, lives in that space for, for folks who are wondering, uh, the exact kind of sensation it gives, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we definitely started with it and then we kind of moved on to, to some other implements that are a little heavier and, um, leave a little bit more of an impression. Uh, mm-hmm. so, but that being said, I still really enjoyed it. Um, it's really fun if you're also working with like, say a blindfold and then it's like, I don't know, like which side of the paddle are they going to get? I don't know. They'll find out in a minute. So, uh, pretty versatile in that way and uh yeah i mean i i was like yeah would would use this one again i i I, i'm not gonna trash this this is gonna stay in my little in my little go bag so um fun factor i'll give a i'll I'll give it an eight actually i i had a good time with it nice yeah material all right material it's it's not i would say the highest quality material Mm -hmm. It's like su- pseudo velvet, if not actual yeah. <laughs> velvet, just not great velvet. Yeah. And the the leather part on the the, the furry side that kind of goes around the fur and down into the handle is fine. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's not like it's <laughs> yeah. That's bad. about it. It's, it's fine. Not, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But it like I said, it's not anything that looks like it's gonna. It it looks like a twenty dollar paddle. Yeah. For for what you uh, pay, like you know, yeah, it's it's exactly uh, what you think it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, I I think I'm gonna give it like a. Uh, I'm debating between a six and a seven. <laughs> that's that's about where I am too. <laughs> yeah. So between a six uh, and a seven, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with a six. Okay. Just because I feel like there is a strap, uh, like a wrist strap mm, on the bottom mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. Uh. That I'm very concerned about breaking. Yeah, the wrist uh, strap is just tied in a knot, and it's really flimsy cording. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 
if you're a person who's going to really get some swings in there, you want that to stay. And I'm not super confident it's going yeah. to. <laughs> you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Actually, now that you point that out, I think I'm going to give it a six as well. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, texture. So it's so fuzzy. <laughs> it's so fuzzy. <laughs> it's so fuzzy. It's great. The like the kind of half fuzziness of the velvet mm-hmm. is real nice. Uh, and of course, like I said, I've just been sitting here petting the fuzz yep, big on same. the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm a big fan of the texture of this. Me too. Um, when it comes to the like holding the leather part, like holding the handle, um, I'm not as big a fan of like the how the leather feels in my hand. Not that I dislike it, but it's you know, it's just not as pleasurable as it ain't real some leather. Of the that's other for sure. That I have. It ain't real leather. Uh, <laughs> That's for sure. So I think uh, for texture, I'm going to give it, um, I think I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, again, I'm I'm going to probably agree. The fuzziness. I mean, the fuzziness is what really mattered to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like that was the experience I was having. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it an eight, just because I I would love a version of this paddle, but it's just like slightly higher quality materials, just like slightly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That would be mm-hmm. like Chef Kiss Primo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sensation quality is up next. So I really liked the feel of uh, administering some smacks with this. Mm-hmm. I think it felt. Like, like it's got a good kind of swish to it as it's going through the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it holds well in the hand when it actually, like, makes impact. And I know that, uh, like I said, my my primary partner is a big fan of this because she very much enjoyed that sensation. So um, I'm going to give it, uh, I think, probably a 9 out of 10. Okay. Sensation quality. Yeah. Uh, sensation quality for me, I think I'm actually going to give it a 6 just because... Um, like I said, I, I liked the sensation, but after a while, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm ready to move on to, to something else. There's a, there's a whole bag over there. It's got a bunch of other things in there, and I, I wanted something yep. with a little bit more uh, oomph to it, shall we say. Um, yeah. That being said, I also have a slightly higher tolerance for that sort of stuff than a lot of folks do. So if you're a person who maybe doesn't want a ton of um, pain with it uh, and just wants some nice sensation... Uh, this is probably going to be right up your alley. And as like a like first implement of a scene, I really liked it that it's a really good starter and it's going to stay in my little kit for that reason. Yeah. And I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but the sensation of the fur is so good. Part <laughs> is really good. And I think can be used, like I said, to kind of soothe some more sore parts. I've got, mm. uh, a, a crop that I use that is uh, shaped like a hand and it has quite a sting to it. And so following up uh, like a hit with that, with kind of just kind of rubbing the fur part along where, where that hand was, I think is it's, it it's a good sensation for a bottom. Yes. For both a bottom um, and, and a bottom. Their bottom. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think that's where it gets some, some extra points from me is that it has that good like follow up to a hit Mm -hmm. factor of it yeah i agree yeah totally yeah like i said um 
I'm giving it a six just because I want a little bit more versatility in terms of the amount of oomph I can get. But uh, mm-hmm. like I said, I would love like a $40 version of this. That's maybe just like yes. a little heftier, a little nicer quality yep. materials. <sighs> I'd love that. Um, yeah. Okay. Next is versatility. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty versatile, huh? Yeah. I mean, for a, for a paddle, which normally does, you know, <laughs> one thing, one thing, <laughs> uh, this does do two things kind of <laughs> one and a half maybe yeah. uh so it is more i would say more versatile than your standard paddle mm-hmm. yeah I agree. um but also kind of as you said the you, you it, there's not a lot of versatility in the type of uh of hits that you can do with it yeah right uh so i'm probably gonna give it uh a seven out of 10 Same. on versatility? Same. Seven. Seven for me. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I just, I want one with a little bit more heft to it. And then I'm just like, yeah. then I'm golden. So, all right. Uh, travel friendly. Travel friendly. It is, I mean, it's. It's it's not. It's not super big. It's not. It's no, not. I've got like, I've got a cabinet in my room uh, where I keep a lot of my uh, toys and floggers and crops and things. Mm-hmm. And they don't all fit just like width wise they have to go in at an angle so that they can fit in uh not an issue with this at all it's small it can very easily fit into you know a a suitcase or a bag or something um and is very portable so uh it it's not something that you can particularly disguise as something else yeah uh so it's it's travel friendly but not clandestinely so yeah yeah i think that's a good a good point uh yeah Um, yeah yeah totally um i have a little i have a duffel bag that doubles as an overnight bag for when i go visit my partner who i don't live with uh and also so just like all of my various accoutrements are all in one spot um and yeah like it goes in my bag like no problem even when i've got like clothing and makeup and stuff for the next day like it's not in the way it it takes up very little space um if you're traveling with it just like put it at the bottom of your of your suitcase or whatever so tsa doesn't see it but um i think you could even probably carry it on i don't think there's anything in it that would flag the the sensors so um, in terms of travel friendly i think other than that if like someone sees it they're gonna know what it is but otherwise like Easy to hide, so who cares? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um. Uh, how would you rate that? Uh, I think I'm gonna give it. I think I'm gonna give it an eight. Eight? Yeah, I think. I think. I think I agree with that. Um, it is pretty friendly to travel with. And then cost. Um, as we said at the beginning, it is twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I definitely think you're you're getting your full twenty dollars worth. As we've said, it is what you would expect out of a $20 paddle uh, for the good and the bad of it. But I definitely think uh, for $20, especially at, as kind of an entry level paddle, I think it's, I think it's a great cost. Yeah. I agree. Um, so I think I'm going to give it uh, probably another eight out of 10. Yeah. I'm going to give it a nine, I think. Cause like if you are looking for, if you're looking to, Put your toe in the water in terms of impact play. Uh, I think this is a great toy to start with. I think the thing that most people start with in terms of the like first impact thing is, you know, those um, 
they're like the, they call them the like tickles and whip or whatever and on like one side it's a feather and the other side it's like a crop or like a, a baby flogger but the flogger yeah. pieces are like really cheap and shitty and like the flower or the feather is like one sad feather uh get this <laughs> instead i i hate tickles yes. and whips i hate them i I hate them so much. <laughs> it's just, I, the, I'm sure there's people out there who like them. I just am like, just yes. buy yourself a real fucking crop. Like go to the equestrian store. They're much cheaper there. Like just whatever. Um, I think this is a, no, uh, huh? I was going to say no shade to those who do enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no shade. Obviously. I just, to me, they're just, to me, I'm just like, I'd rather just shell out a little extra money and get a better quality version of that particular yeah. Uh, sort of device but this for $20 like if it's between a $20 tickle and whip type to wear this I would say you're gonna enjoy this paddle a lot more I think it's uh, I think it's more versatile I think it's better quality than a lot of the tickle and whips I've seen out there Um, and I think it's just probably a better introduction into uh, any sort of impact play you might be doing if you're a beginner so uh, and you know if you do like more intense impact play for 20 bucks like again this is a good like warm-up toy and it's got yeah. that nice fuzzy side like it's great <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it's great so i yeah i think i think it's i yeah uh in terms of dollar value like yeah i think nine is what i okay. said i'm into it I so like it. uh so total scores then my total score is 81 uh I don't have mine because I wasn't writing all that down, but I don't think I rated it lower than a six at any point. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if we're averaging it out, I'd say I probably am hitting an average of about like a seven or an eight in terms of yeah, I think probably about an eight uh, average. So I think you were probably at a 79 because yeah. I think we were like same, but then you went with a six when I went with a nine yeah. and then you went with an Eight, uh, nine rhyme with an eight so i think you're at a seven we were we were pretty in step for most but, of it yeah. though so yeah pretty pretty in sync there yeah uh, uh and i think obviously uh i never gave it below a six and i don't think you did either so accurate. uh that's so. uh that's that's a pretty glowing review i think All right, so let's move on to the sex position of the week. Let's do it. All right. Are, now, so, please explain what we are pulling our sex position from. <laughs> I will happily do that. Okay. Uh, so we both realized shortly before recording that we had not particularly prepped <laughs> for uh, the sex position of the week. Uh, and then I remembered that I have uh, a coloring book. Um, <laughs> it, it's, hold, let me grab it. It is the the Lama Sutra. Uh-huh. It is an off-color adult coloring book. Yes. And it has 35 different pages uh, of different positions and uh, different animals. Um, more kind of anthropomorphized a little bit. Not quite full on like... Um, who is, is... I don't know if I want to use the word furry. Hey, not quite like that yeah, level, right? Not fully anthropomorphized, but you know, yeah, a little yeah. more humanish. Yeah. Um, 
And there, uh, there's a good variety of animals in here. We've got llamas, sloths, unicorns, oh, wow. pegasi. Um, I think that might be it, but it's, uh, yeah. All right. It's something. Well, you are going to uh, randomly generate us a number. That is exactly what I'm going to do. And we're going to find out what the sex position is. Now, are they named in the book? Or are they... they are. Oh, excellent. Are they all bad all right. animal puns? Uh, they are not, oh, sadly. I wish that they were, but <laughs> I, I think they they're, were, yeah. <laughs> they're actual Kama Sutra oh, uh, okay. positions, I believe. Okay, great. Uh, all right, so I got 23. So we're about to cut out all this bit of me counting as I flip the pages. <laughs> and like magic, we'll be at page 23. All right, 23 is the elephant. Mm. Uh, I'll hold it up so that you can yeah, see it. I would it. love to see it. Okay, so what are we looking at? These are, are those elephants? Okay, should I just describe it? Yeah, please, please do. So there is what looks like, um, I'm going to, is, they're sloths, actually. I don't know why it's called the elephant. They are sloths. They are, sloths. They are, not, <laughs> they are not elephants. So the uh, penetrating partner is on his knees uh, and is facing the uh, other, his partner, their partner, uh, who is the one being penetrated, who is is uh, facing them and has their legs around the penetrating partner as well as their arms and is sort of leaning back. So um, think of like, think of the, the, the times when like a girl like jumps, jumps up straddling a dude from the front, right? It is sort of like that, except he is, except the penetrating partner is on their knees. Did I describe that well? I think so. I think <laughs> one of the interesting aspects of this to me is that the uh, the partner being penetrated has their legs wrapped around uh, what looks to be a, the lower part, like wrapped around the penetrating partner's uh, butt. Yeah, area, it looks like it's it's pretty low, rather than higher up, mm -hmm. which is very interesting. Um, and yeah, the the partner being penetrated is leaning back with their arms around the neck of the penetrating partner. It's a very interesting uh, position. I think it would require quite a bit of, um, quite a bit of core and leg strength. I'm wondering if because the off. penetrating partner is on their knees, that means that the one being penetrated can kind of get a foot behind them. That's why maybe their legs are so low and that's giving a little bit be. of stability. Yeah. Um, um I feel like any variant of this position usually requires a decent amount of <laughs> yes. strength, though. <laughs> so, With, without question, yeah, uh, it looks fun, though. Yeah, yeah, I'd try it. I'd try. Indeed. It looks fun. Uh, I'm not. I'm uh, not opposed to it. I I don't believe I have the required. I'm not in the required shape to be able to <laughs> be either partner in that. Uh, but I'm willing to try. Yeah. Either one. <laughs> uh, so that's called but, the elephant yeah. as performed by sloths. Exactly. Yeah, excellent. Exactly. We, this is the part where we get to do some sort of uh, intention or blessing for the week. Yeah. Um, and we're, well, this is kicking off season two of the Broads and the Bees, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I want... I want this uh, moment to be a reflection on uh, on new things, on a new season of this podcast that you love so much. 
uh, on maybe trying something new. Maybe you're going to go get a, a your first paddle and try something new with your partner or uh, someone you care about and explore that space um, a little bit. Uh, and maybe you're going to uh, take something you learned here and uh, apply it to um, push your boundaries in a very positive way. Uh, I, I'm just saying new beginnings, so growth, um, happiness. This is also marking the two-year anniversary of the Scavengers Network. So um, we're getting a something new there as well, a new year with this podcast network. So just uh, growth and... Uh, all the things that the, you know, the beginning brings. It's a season of rebirth. I love it. Yep. I love it. And uh, I'll, I will leave with a, um, uh, an intention of similarly trying new things and um, communication around it. So uh, e- even if it's not necessarily anything, you know, sexual, just trying trying something new and uh, with someone else and talking about it, talking about the things that you enjoyed about it or the things that scared you about it. Just, you know, uh, uh, an intention of uh, intentional communication. Yep, I'm into it. All right, well, uh, this has been fun. I hope you all enjoy this. I hope you're all ready for uh, Morgan and Joy to come back next week. I guess quick social media housekeeping. Again, I am yeah. Elizabeth. I can be found on Twitter at the loveliest Liz. I host uh, FMK all day on Scavengers Network, and you can also find me at the podcast your fave is problematic, not on the network. Daniel. Uh, so I am Daniel. You can find me on Twitter at Dantendo64. Uh, and you can find me, like I said, on uh, Apotolesma on the network. I'm also on the fourth journal um, that is not on the network. That is a Gravity Falls podcast. And uh, soon to come out, probably, if I can get off my butt and finish editing, uh, Concept Podcast, where I talk about uh, concept albums. Excellent. So how many podcasts to listen to? So many. So many good ones. All right. Uh, as always, you can find the Scavengers Network on Twitter at ScavengersNet. Uh, you can go to scavengersnetwork.com. There's so many great shows on the network to check out. And uh, I, I will say, obviously, Broads and the Bees is one that is fantastic. And as we've already discussed, FMK All Day is wonderful. <laughs> and if you want some some good, just wholesome, uh, sweet, and also kind of ghostly things, I highly recommend Spooky Spouses. I can't get enough of that show. Yeah, lots of good stuff so. on the network. Lots of good stuff on the network. But thank you all so much for listening. And thank you to Morgan and Joy for letting us... Uh, hijack their podcast. Hi- hijack their feed for an episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, Morgan and Joy will be back with you next time. And until then, have a happy, healthy, sexy week. Bye. Flying through the sky, here
The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hello and welcome to FMK All Day. I'm Erin. And I'm Elizabeth. And on this show, we play no-holds-barred f*** Mary Kill. <laughs> yes, it's true. Only we don't bleep out the bad words. No regrets. Each episode is under 15 minutes, and you can find us on the Scavengers Network and wherever you like to get your podcasts.